in for a treat with this week's podcast episode as I interview my member Sam Goldsworthy and we talk about nature-based play. Okay, hi Sam, it's so lovely to have you on our podcast this week. Hello, nice to be here. Oh, thank you so much for giving up your time. It's okay. So to start with, I'd love it if you could tell us a little bit about yourself and what it is you do. Okay, I'm Sam and I'm a childminder in Helston in Cornwall. Um, been doing it for about 13 years now. Um, and the last couple of years, my daughter has been working with me while she's been doing an open university degree. So yeah, we've been doing it together. We've got some more children and yeah, just enjoying our time outdoors and with the little ones when they're li- while they're tiny. Oh, it sounds like you've got a great system going on and so nice to work with your daughter as well. Yeah, it's nice to have some different ideas and not just one person. So, Because oh, often working in a home-based setting, it's quite tricky because you don't have people to bounce ideas off from. So. No, no, no. I do have a couple of childminder friends which are quite good um, that we spend, a, a one, one lady, Vicky, that we spend quite a bit of time with, with Forest School and Outdoors. But yeah, otherwise it's, yeah, me and Emmy. Oh, well, I have been thinking about what we could talk about today and I would love to know more about outdoor learning and how you really embrace it and all the nature-based play that you do, if that's okay. Okay. So, um, tell us about nature study. You've recently started our nature study course. Tell us, tell us a little bit about it and how you've embraced it. Yeah, um, I mean, we continually change our practice based on the children's needs and new research and obviously courses and approaches and that are that are out there. Um, the nature study has really hit a, you know, a link with us because we are always taking the children out and about anyway. So it's just given us new ideas and new thought trains of, you know, different things that we can do outside. And if for any reason that we can't get outside, um, I mean, generally we do go outside with whatever the weather, but if there's a reason we can't go outside, there's lots of ideas of bringing the nature inside as well. So we've, um, yeah, I mean, it's just more structure, I think, to our outdoor adventures. So we've got a bit of a, like I say, a bit of a thought process of what we're going to do while we're out, um, a bit of an idea about, you know, what we're going to concentrate and learn on and that. Um, we've introduced a nature shelf. That's the biggest thing with our, uh, with the nature, nature study, um, with seasonal books, props, um, the children are always, when they're out and about, they'll pick up a leaf and go, oh, it's a holly leaf. So they're actually learning about the leaf names, the flower names, and they'll turn around and say, can we put it on the nature shelf or can we take this treasure home? So their pockets are full of um, pine cones, leaves, um, things like that. So they will put it in their pockets and ask to put it on the nature shelf when we go home. Um, they'll then pick it up and say, do you remember we, we found this holly leaf when we were walking through the muddy field or they'll, yeah, they'll link that. And it's a lot more language opportunities as well, I think, because you were introducing, instead of just, this is a leaf, this is a green holly leaf and it is spiky. So you're introducing a lot more language with, you know, a lot more vocabulary with them as well, I think. 
It's great, isn't it? It supports all areas of learning. And I think often we make up excuses about why we can't be something or why we can't do something in our practice. Like, oh, we don't have the budget to make this happen. But the great thing about nature is that we, we've all got it available to us. We can literally just go outside and it's there. So we don't have to invest tons of money in it to make the learning happen. It just naturally occurs, which is, which is great, really. So um, it's lovely to hear how you're embracing nature and and how you set up your nature shelf as well. For any of our listeners um, that are interested in knowing more about Sam's nature shelf, you can take a watch of our video over on the Wanderlust study course. Um, Sam has very kindly taken a video of her provision to share with us and it really is inspirational. Okay, um, so I think nature play is wonderful for the children and lots and lots of benefits to it. You've already mentioned that language is great. What other benefits do you see happening while children are learning outside? Um, it's a lot more calming for them when we've been out. When we've been, if we're in all day, we'll find that the children are quite hyped up. They've got lots of energy. They'll be running around the playroom and yeah whereas when they're outside they're a lot more calming it's a lot more freedom for them um it allows them to risk take so we'll have quite a few children that will be you know they'll climb the trees they'll balance on the logs that are down that are um on the floor and they'll keep trying they'll probably persevere more than they would do just if we had an activity on the table in the playroom so they do yeah they do take more risks and they can express themselves if they want to run around and scream and um experiment with echoing and their voices and different um sounds then they can because it's the freedom there's i mean they say don't they that the outdoors is a classroom without four walls it's the freedom so it gives them yeah it just gives them that freedom a lot of them will pick up sticks they'll bang on the different wall they'll bang on the different trees or the branches and find different sounds so it's a lot more yeah it just gives them a lot more freedom i think because there's no restrictions and we're talking about restrictions here what about the weather do you ever let a rainy day or the snow stop you from going out um no we go out what we go out whatever the weather Immy's come to join us now if that's okay oh, hello. Oh, hello it's lovely to have you right um yeah weather no we go out whatever the weather um the children never moan that it's raining at all i mean we will sometimes invite other childminders and they're like no we're not going out it's it's it, it's raining and we're like no we're out and our parents know that we go out whatever the weather so they always come with base layers hats um waterproofs i mean we've got a lot of um spares here but they will yeah they always provide it they love it how we're out and about whatever the weather and i think it's nice for the children to experience different weathers and i think you'll build your they're growing up with a bit of resilience that oh it's raining yes we still can go outside um, I mean, we walked, where did we walk the other day? We walked through the woods and we got to a hut and it started hailing. And yeah, luckily we were underneath, you know, we were in shelter, um, but they could hear the hail. They could see the hailstones. And um, afterwards, when the hail shower finished, they could go out and pick those hailstones up. They could um, explore and actually, you know, physically touch them and, we could talk about the texture and how they felt and what sounds that it made on the roof. So I just think it's, 
it, it's good for them and I think it builds their immune systems and I just think it's yeah you're building them up with resilience but no a bit of rain doesn't stop us does it oh well, that's good so do both of you enjoy playing out well not playing but going outside yourselves and being in nature are you nature lovers yeah 100% I did um my bronze silver and gold DV. oh fantastic so, um yeah we like being outside don't we yes yeah, even as, a, the children even as a family, we'll go out, whatever the weather, we just put your waterproofs on, your waterproof shoes, and off you go. And you just come home and have a hot chocolate to warm up. Yeah, you get cosy. Exactly, and that's what the children like. I mean, we've got these little warmy animals that you pop in the microwave. And if we're out and about and we are cold, we'll come home, get changed, make a hot chocolate, and they'll ask for a huggy. Can you put the huggy in the microwave? <laughs> and they'll just sit there and cuddle them and warm them up, and off they go. They're just... You know, but no, children do not moan about being outside, whatever the weather. They don't. And I think often it's our misconception of the rain and the hail and the snow that stops us from getting out, isn't it? And really, when children are experiencing all these weather types, so much holistic learning is going on, the sensory learning, the imaginative play, the language. So we need to be embracing all weathers and just getting out as best as we can, which you're doing, which is super. The children then role play that in, I mean, we've got a little role play house in the garden and they'll be out and they'll be, they'll say to their friends, quick, 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 it's raining. And they'll pretend it's raining. Let's go in the house and, you know, warm up. And so they, they use that then in their role play further on. So I just think you're, you're providing them with, like I say, more language and more opportunities. So yeah, definitely. Absolutely. And in the UK, because we've got people listening all around the world, it rains a lot. It does rain <laughs> so a lot. If we stayed inside every time it rained, we would never really go outside. So we have to learn how to embrace that. And we have to learn how, as adults, we cope with the rain and when that happens. So it's great that you're going out and experiencing all the seasons and all the different elements. Um, so tell us a little bit about how your provision is set up outside, really, to support learning opportunities. I know you use your local area quite a lot, um, but do you have anything sort of set up in your garden to support learning? Yeah, I mean, in our garden, uh, my husband's built a mud kitchen. So it's not like one of the ones you can buy. It's basically in the trees in a little secret path. So the children think that they're hidden away from us. So a lot more language opportunity happens because they don't think that they're watched. Um, so it's just down the side of our garden and there's bushes either side. So there's just like a plank of wood in between big fir trees. Um, there's pine cones. There's lots of leaves. Um, we've got an apple tree in our garden. So when the apples drop, they'll use the safety knives and cut those up and add those into their play. Um, we encourage a lot of size ordering, maths. We get a lot of observations out in the mud kitchen. Um, and like I say, just a lot of us listening to their play. Um, they'll role play what we have been, you know, what we've done with them. So like the baking or being out in the rain, um, they'll pretend they're going to work because there's a playhouse next door. Um, we're just in the process of, well, Emmy's in the process of building a music wall. <laughs> Ooh, what are your plans for that, Emmy? Um, well, we've got a piece of bamboo, which our friends cut down from their garden. So we've got a piece of bamboo and so far we've got like pots and pans hanging off it. I'm really after, a, you know, one of those old um, washer boards from oh, like, they're like metal, so it's a bit like a xylophone. I'm on the hunt for one of them. 
Good luck. Where do you source your resources and materials that you use? Um, well, normally on well charity shops or my nan recently moved house, so she had loads of old pots and pans and oh. a lot of old treasures, should we say? That but can be really Facebook, handy. I'm, I'm on Facebook for one of those um, washerboards. Yeah, and like the, the buying and selling sites are great and recycle for picking things up. We don't have to be spending lots of money, do we? No, we don't, we don't spend a lot of money for outside. It's like I say, it's charity shops and things that you pick up and a lot of natural things. Um, I mean, we've set up a cooking area with a tripod and just a cauldron that we had from Halloween that we've hung down and there's saucepans with conkers, pine cones. I mean, we, yeah, we, we, um, collect a lot of conkers when, when the season is and we bring them back and we use those, um, like I say, apples from our apple tree. Um, yeah. And just, just fallen leaves and plants. We've got a big rhododendron bush. They can pick those and make potions. I love it. And all the learning then just happens holistically. Um, so do you find that you're having to plan lots in advance or are you just going with the flow of the children? And their we used to plan a lot in advance and we'd sit there and we'd say, right, okay, well, next week we're setting up this tray. This looks really good. But the children just weren't playing with it the way that we wanted them to. So we thought, right, okay, well, it's us that we need to change our approach. And that's why, um, like I say before, we've done a lot of different, um, we've looked at a lot of different approaches and theories um, and learning ideas before, but it's the HUGA accreditation and the nature study that have really changed our practice, I think, isn't yeah. it? So we do go a lot with now the children. Um, the nature shelf is probably the main thing. And I'd say that- um, and They all absolutely love it. They'll come, home, they'll come in from their home settings and be and they were out for a walk and they wanted to take this back to our house for the for the nature show yes we so they're using it at home yeah i love that how you're using it to then build those homeschool links as well and and develop that further. a lot of parents do say that the children their children after being outside of the nature with us have made us as a family stop and appreciate those things so we've got one little boy who loves foraging for blackberries picking up leaves and that and he will stop on their family walk and make them bend down and look at these things so the mum said that we that she actually they actually appreciate as a family nature a lot more now because of this little boy and what we've done with them so it's not just the children they're then taking it home to their to their setting you know to their home home life and taking it as well but yeah no our planning is a lot based just on the nature study yeah um the seasons and we'll just play it, we'll just, yeah, build it on there. So if it's been frosty or icy mornings, then we'll look at the ice week and we'll pick up some things from there because it's outside ready for them. So, yeah, we don't spend our weekends now resetting up the playroom anymore, do we? Well, no, we know our children, don't we? We know what they're interested in and, oh, they, they like this or we could do this or this links to this bit in the study programme. So we just, yeah, tend to pick out, yeah, what they're interested in. And that's wonderful because then it's giving you more time back as a family so that yeah. you can enjoy that time when you're not just stuck at the computer typing up plans that will never happen. 
So no. it, it, it definitely <laughs> exactly. has it definitely has given us our weekends back. Whereas before we'd be like, right, Sunday, we need to reset up the playroom. Whereas now we leave what we've got out for a, you know, for a period of time for those children to get used to those um, resources that we have left out and they start using them in different ways whereas before we'd have a setup and then that will be gone the following week whereas we leave it now and they use it differently or if they've learned to cut use scissors and play-doh they they can practice that week in week out because it's always there for them yeah. so yeah and I love, I love how you just allow the children's curiosities to, to allow the day to flow and you just go with that and it makes learning more exciting for you as well. It keeps it interesting, it keeps it relevant so that you're not feeling stuck or you're not feeling bored with your practice. So no. Whereas before, if we set up these big trays and the children weren't interested and it was very, you know, heartbreaking for us because we'd spent all weekend laminating or doing this. Whereas actually, they're quite happy with, you know, seeing what's been added to the nature shelf or, you know, if we've done it, if we, it changes with the seasons or if a child brings something in, it goes on there. So another child's like, oh, look, there's a shell being added. And it's, yeah, so it is definitely go with the flow. Um, we've recently had Ofsted and they absolutely loved our nature shelf. Oh. and how the children knew we've got a little basket on the side or of the side of the playroom with leaves and that that we picked up on our on our walk and the children were like oh this is the holly this is the ivy this is a daffodil and yeah they really liked how they were using the outdoor world and they yeah the hygge approach she absolutely loved that the children were together with the adults and we were all learning so yeah definitely definitely a good approach and they were confident yeah, they were very confident with with their words and you know what they were what they were using. So yeah, this is a holly leaf. We found it when we went to the woods, type thing. So yeah, and how lovely that we don't do our job for Ofsted. I know we don't, but how lovely um, because they're our main accountability partner that they could see the children using the provision. Yeah, that was the that was the best thing because obviously you know first and foremost we do it for those children mm. and ensure that they have a good early years start. To, as a base for the rest of their learning but to be for the Ofsted inspector to recognize that was yeah it was so lovely it, wasn't it, it was very yeah it was like yeah it's it was really it was really weird watching because obviously we told them that Ofsted inspector was going to come but as soon as they came they were they were excited themselves to showcase what what we have here weren't they like when we yeah, got but... a visual time frame and one little boy, he grabbed the box and was telling them all the places we, we go to. And he's only two, isn't he? And he was just getting so excited. Yeah. That's so lovely. And that just means and shows us that you're building the provision with the children. It's for them. You as educators haven't decided what needs to be there. You're doing it with the children and they've been a partner in that process. Definitely. So. I think children need to take ownership of that because it is their learning. It is their playroom. It's their mornings out. So they, you know, we've got a little box, like Emily said, with the visual timetable and we've got pictures of the words um we go and feed the squirrels um trees uh walks puddle jumps beach and they will you know they'll they'll come in and they'll look at what they want to do and yeah they get really excited i mean if it's raining they're like yes let's go should we go down to penrose yes we'll go and do some puddle splashing and they're really excited about that Oh, at the time of recording this, um, here in the UK, we are all on isolation and lockdown because of the coronavirus. You must be really missing the children. 
Yes, I mean, we have got a few, a uh, couple of key worker children here and there, but nothing like we like we have had. Um, we normally have five or six little ones a day and we're out and about. So, yeah, we are missing it. I mean, we get to do our daily walk and luckily we live just by the farm lane. So we'll walk around the back and um, we've done still done some nature activities with my youngest, who's 12. So we've recently um, pressed some flowers um and done some observational drawing so yeah we are missing missing the beach lots but it won't be forever no and i think that when we do get to go back to the beach and back to our normal life we'll just appreciate it even more so yeah 100 percent. yeah definitely we'll have to have some cake cake on fridays yes i love beaker time on a friday <laughs> Yeah, that sounds so good. Okay, before we go, although I must say I could talk to you both all day, you're really inspirational to listen to. <laughs> um, before we do go though, I'd love to know, what's your favourite thing to do out in nature? Um, my favourite, I think, is visiting the woods and just walking around with the children because the woods is ever changing based on the seasons. So even though that they get very confident with the place that they are at, so it's not a new place, so they're confident and they can push themselves a bit more with climbing trees. There's lots of new things to notice. So um, we're just, obviously we've got the daffodils out. We're gonna be getting to the season where all the bluebells are gonna be out in the woods. Um, and then you know the leaves and all the spring flowers are going to be budding on the trees so for me I think the woods is the favorite because even though it's you know a safe place for the children because we go there often it's new learning skills and opportunities every you know every month couple of months because things are constantly changing so you can give them new words you can um in, you can increase their vocabulary with different um you know different new flowers and how it's changing um we use spotting sheets quite a bit so they go treasure hunting so they can look for the daffodils coming up or the bluebell so yeah the woods is probably my favorite that's your favorite and i can see why how about you and me what do you like i i like going to the beach with the children i like i like it because they just run around freely and, em and embrace the sound of the sea the feeling of the sand they will quite often um use the stones they would transport the stones so one little boy might pick up the stones give it to one little girl and the little girl will give it to the other girl who's making a tower so I like the beach because it really facilitates for that friendship and that togetherness. And then we come together and have a hot chocolate at the end. And it might have a story. It might be one that a specific child's interested in. We might make up a story based on what we can see. Our local beach that we go to quite often, the lifeboat will go across oh. or the helicopters from um, the Navy base will fly over. So I know I like the beach just because it's different. Every time we go, there's always something different there. I think you live in such a wonderful part of the world that you just have both of these experiences on your doorstep. You're very, very lucky. And the children are as well. It is a, it is a lovely little nice it little is. place to yeah. live, isn't it? Oh, I've never been, but maybe one day I could come and visit you. That oh, be... most definitely. We'll have cake. <laughs> oh, definitely. We'll have chocolate. <laughs> Oh, well, thank you so much for your time, both of you, today. It really has been so lovely talking to you and hearing more about your inspirational practice, the way that you're embracing nature every day. You're going with the child's interests. 
you're building your provision and the learning opportunities with the children for the children and in turn that's helping to strengthen the relationships that you've got with their families as well so it's just been lovely and I think we need to do this again soon and schedule uh, yes. even longer to chat yes lovely listening to you both you're sharing so many ideas so thank you so much and hopefully we'll get to see the children again soon and spend lots of time with them once our lockdown is over yes definitely thank you for having us thank you